We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. to a special live edition of Stream Beat Podcast. That's this right, ladies and gentlemen. Today. This isn't what we're doing today. Gee, shut this up. What, we got the Oscars this today. weekend. I'm your host, Alex Musabai, and Stream Beat founder. Joining me, as always, is my co-host and co-founder, Frankie G. I can't G. do Frankie anything. G. I can't even say what's you. up to the people. Falcon Winter Soldier finale tonight. Let's we fucking go. We are the so on excited. A we got a ton of Falcon and Winter Soldier talk. We're also joined by a special guest here. We have the one and only from Miami Heat Beat, Brian Goins. Brian, how are you, man? Brian works here. So excited to have you on Stream Beat. I feel like Victor Oladipo in our podcast network. Like I was literally Ooh. gone for probably the longest amount of time I've ever been gone from this show. A lot has changed. A yeah. lot has chat changed. Says, chat says G stands for over. stand your ground. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a corporate takeover. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I really don't know what I'm coming back to. I haven't listened to a pod in probably a couple weeks. Almost. Brian probably doesn't even know what stream beat is. Brian, do you know something? Really, what's, what's sad is like, it's not like I like how it used to be in the past where we did like one show a week. It was a lot easier to like catch up. You guys motherfuckers do like eight shows in the fucking day. You yeah. kidding me? I, we know. I, I was telling I was telling the guys before Brian, like I've done, I counted, I've done eight days of content, and I've done eight days of content in the last ten days. So I none of it good, eat. none of it good, none of it good. And I, I was telling them, I was like, listen, I I did the the locker room today with Tiff in the morning, and then now I got to do the podcast, and then I did hangover time last night, and then I did the podcast the day before, and then I did hangover time the day before, and then the day before I did a locker room. And then the day before, I did the pregame show and Hangover Time. And then the day before, I did the so like I'm, this is I'm a great content. Look at my point. No, I know. It's, just, <laughs> it's me complaining. Uh, so with me today, uh, we brought a bigger crew than normal. Uh, to my left, 
If you're watching on twitch.tv slash MIA Heatbeat, uh, is Alex Musubai. What's going on, people? Happy to be here. Uh, Streambeat co-founder. On the bottom left, we have our 2K coach, Frankie, also Streambeat co-founder. Let's go. Get ready for that next episode, guys. Whenever yeah, podcast dropping soon. Yeah, soon. <laughs> soon. And on the bottom, producer and co-founder, after a long absence, Brian Goins. I feel like we just did this. Why are we still doing reruns? Well, because Moose Moose introduced everybody, and I got I got to get I got to get my offense going. I got to get into my early offense. I need you know, like the Heat start every game with like Duncan running off a pin down to a dribble handoff. That's yeah. I need that. That that sets them. They're like they that oh makes them God. feel comfortable. You know what makes me feel you, more Ryan. comfortable? What when Moose says drip drop? Gotta hit him one time with a drip drop. Stream beat. I I let Moose do the drip drop on stream beat, and he was so surprised, was so, so fucking happy. Off. But it was <laughs> like I, I almost didn't know what to do. <laughs> do we, can we, before we get into the heat stuff, can we talk a little lore, like some heat beat lore? Like Moose drip drop is one of the most polarizing things we've ever done. It makes me normally. So happy. Not like not to like toot our own horn or some shit, but like you know, like mainly stuff is like generally well received, right? It's like right. the justice better thing, well received, bucket bros time, well received, just things in general are like pretty well received. And drip drop is like you either fucking love it or you think it's annoying, and but there's that's no what I in love between. about it. It's evocative, it gets the people going. Evocative. <laughs> Provocative, I think. You know what? It doesn't matter. The point <laughs> is, no. The truthfully though, like I think I, this, beat. I think I've said this before. I don't know if it was on this pod or, or where, but like when I came up with Drip Drop, that was literally the night Tyler Hero was drafted. That was and, here. Oh no, no, no. yeah, no, you no, told no. the story here. Going back, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Going yeah, yeah. back to draft night, and like the whole point of it was, I know it's annoying. That's the joke. And then once you get in on it, it's fun. So I hit them all the time with a drip drop. It's like, it's because you tried to get Will Manso to say it. That's right. Right. And that's, yeah. that's kind of where it started, like in the, like Miami like Heat in the Beat lexicon Cinematic of Universe. Miami Heat Beat. Yeah. Yeah. And it just kind of evolved. And then Alf loved it. Right. Yeah. So that's Shocker. And, and the, <laughs> the funny thing is, is like, so Alf, and this is like really inside heat beat, and maybe we'll put a timestamp on the pod description, like where we Just actually talk about the heat. It, yeah, yeah, but like, and listen, we've I've done like a million shows. Let me, let me enjoy this. When Alf got here, because Alf had worked here, Brian, for how long? I mean, he joined in what 20, 2017, 2016, around there. I'm trying to remember what season that was. That was the year they won on the Eastern Conference Finals run, I think. Right I when think they he, lost, Alf to the joined the year before. Came, that. No, he came I, that year, I think. He came that year, so in twenty sixteen. Yeah, 15, 16, Alf and, Alf and Leif came. So Alf's been here for a while, and then, you know, he obviously at some point went to Five Reasons. And then Alf came back, and this is, like, totally new people. Alf didn't know Moose. Alf didn't, like, at least Alf knew who Frankie was. He didn't know who the fuck you were, Moose. He no, didn't know who any of these yeah. people were. And it's just some asshole on his postgame show. Because that was the other <laughs> thing. I was like, all right, Alf. We, you know, I know that you want to do your own show and I know that you may want to like have your own people, but I really want to promote heat beat personalities on the show. And he's like, that's a great idea. I just don't know any of them. I go, no, it's okay. 
So he doesn't know who you are, and you're just screaming drip drop on his new post game. And he's like, I love it. I fuck. I remember he texted me. He was like, so he used to get like really drunk after the game. At the post game, he would text me, bro, I fucking love Moose. I, I love drip drop. I love it. I go, what? what? My yeah, favorite yeah. antidote about that is the other day, fucking Alf says, yeah, and I discovered Moose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no, no, no. no. Like, no, like no, no, Christian no. and I have never been friends before. <laughs> Christian, Christian grew up with Moose. I, me and Christian pushed for Moose to join the draft coverage. Yes, he did. And, and, then, and Johnny brings him on full time. And then Alf says, I discovered him. I think we brought what a Pat Riley situation. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, I remember, I remember one time Alf was on the radio when he used to do radio with Ethan on 790 The Ticket. And he said on my podcast and I was like, your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so I started Miami Heat beat when I was, uh, you know, <laughs> God, I, that's, it, it's funny. Yeah. So I let I mean, Brian I, Goins join with me and stuff, you know, Gianni too. I love people, it though. I can't, I, I can't I thank think the, the first people time- enough for getting behind drip drop fucking like the fact that I even have a t-shirt or that we have a drip drop t-shirt that is like wild to me. So thank you to everyone for even just tweeting it to me because it, it really, it makes my day. Oh yeah. Sorry, Moose. Cause uh, during this time, like Moose has been messaging me like back and forth about his shirts. Cause he's got, yeah. he's got like eight drip drop shirts. I feel like at this point, he's got so <laughs> but many. We finally got the right one up there. So get your we have the right one up What's on the, the site. Shop.merch.shop.com. MiamiHeatBeat.com is where you can find our merch. In fact, you will find this shirt probably this weekend, very soon. Nice. It is I like a vice blue color hangover time shirt. That is I fire. That. We love it. Uh, you know, people may not know this. Uh, Brian built this staff. I mean, like, Brian, Brian at the time, like, I, people don't know. Like, I was very, I'm reluctant to change. I don't like change. I think everyone who's, who's Frankie, you know, you've worked with me for, for less than a year and you know, Frankie, it's, it's about a year. I think we're close to your year anniversary. Yeah, almost a year. Fucking yeah, no, so, geez, hundred percent. Right. Anytime I fucking bring somebody up, Hey, let's bring them on the pod. Let's bring them. Let's bring them. Enough. Let's bring them. You know, we have enough. We have enough. No, I'm reason scoops them up and it's like, Oh, they're doing great over there. Yeah. Frankie was telling me to like add Marco forever, but I just don't, I, I don't like change. And Brian, Brian is the one that really went after everybody that's Shout been on Heapy. And the only people I ever got was uh, Harrison and Jack and uh, and Alex, Alex Toledo. Uh, Not a great now, track uh, on Locked there. on Heapy. Yeah, uh, 0 for 3 there. Of and all Brian, the best ones there, you let them go. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> Brian like got you. Christian. I don't know who the fuck Christian was. Brian got Nikias, like when Nikias had like a thousand followers. Um, Brian went after Albert Namad before Albert Namad blew up. Like Albert Namad had like 400 followers in this weird little blog, and Brian was after him. Uh, Al, uh, Brian got out. We, Brian we technically are like the only pod that's had him on a show for like the longest time, and we had him yeah, twice kinda, in like a week span. And then now he's, he's like, I'm, I actually want to know if he's still alive because I haven't seen him tweet anything in like probably half a year. Yeah, people yeah, have asked Ethan's if Albert's silent. okay. Is he We've okay? I don't know. I, I asked Ethan. I texted Ethan, and I was like, Ethan, that Ethan has a good relationship with him. And Ethan said he hasn't. Uh, we have and his Ethan email. Said, I probably should send him an email. Ethan said he was going to try to contact him. I never followed up to, to ask him how that went. But I I, I, I mean, if Ethan hasn't said anything, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure that Ethan tried to contact him. Like, my worst hopefully. fear is, like, he had COVID, and we don't know. No, I mean, maybe he just, I mean, listen, Twitter's an exhausting. Social media is really tiring, especially, you know, him, where he gets peppered with, 
questions every time something happens. It's like, how does the fact Yeah, but like Victor Oladipo got traded. He had nothing to say about it. Nah, I mean, he probably just That's a good got point, off social though. media. I'm kind of with Brian on that. I just want to check in on his safety. We yeah, got I want to make sure have, he's okay yeah. because it's going to be a busy offseason and we I'll need I'll follow him. up. <laughs> I'll follow up on Albert. But Gianni definitely changed the subject because Brian... Uh, this turns out Brian is like the Andy Ellisberg of Heapy. He really is. Yeah, for real. Brian, I didn't know so Brian built it Gianni out. I like this story. Brian Brass recorded a video outside of Madison Square Garden asking Tyler Johnson, "Do you like?" Oh, anime? I have that audio. Hold on, I can send. And that to Ty- you. Okay, Brian's gonna pull up that audio, <laughs> and uh, I think Brian, can you text it to me? Because yeah, I don't. Can I'll you text play it? Too. Yeah, Brian will text it to me so we can play that. It's a legendary Heat beat sound. And listen, you guys are getting maximum heatbeat lore. Yeah, you guys need to check your name so that you guys both show. Yeah, we're all Johnny. Yeah. Can we can and we go back to the beginning of how we call ourselves Miami Heatbeat and how we well, almost no, I had wanted our to name say called that- my? You want you want to call? It, wait, go ahead. So brass brass wants to join. Well, Brian's like we should we should have this guy like do stuff with us. He's funny and creative. He does funny photoshops, and I was like, I don't want him. I don't want anybody else. I like what we have. And Brian just made the executive decision for me and just added him to our group chat. And he's like, congratulations, you work here now. And I was like, I just got overwritten. He did the same thing with Moose. Good job. Yeah. And Frankie. <laughs> and Frankie. Literally the same. Brett's Brian's move. He's just added people to the group chat and put me in a position I can't Brian, say no at that point. After, after like two pods, Brian messaged me and he goes, hey, tell Gianni to add you to the group chat or, I'm, or, I'm, or we're all quitting. I was like, fuck, Gianni. I thought Gianni yeah. called me. I'm officially part of this shit. I'm that not even in the group chat. Motherfucker. No, there are two group chats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were know. at the time. There were yeah. two group chats. There was like the old heapie and then the new heapie. If Gianni worked in the Heat's front office in 2010, he would have told LeBron James, we have enough. I was, I swear to God, I was just thinking that. Like, I picture Gianni in front of Pat Riley. Pat's like, all right, we got him. We're bringing in LeBron. We're bringing in Brosh. And Gianni's just like, yeah. no, we got enough. Gianni's like, like Rudy Gay. Give me Rudy Gay. He fits in. Kuba Diawara, bring him back. You know, my favorite one is actually Leif because he, at first, I found him on Real GM before he was on Twitter. (laughs) I used to like follow him for like all these, like the same nuggets that he was sharing on Twitter. He was sharing on Real GM for years. And so I remember I was following him. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to message him and see if he wants to join. And at first, he was very reluctant. He didn't want to do this. And I had to pepper him like probably two or three times before he finally agreed. So I'm actually pretty happy to say, like, I'm the one that probably brought Leif to your ears wherever you're listening. Brian's a fantastic scout. And I'm going to hit you guys with a little tidbit that you probably don't remember. This is going all the way back to literally the inception of Heatbeat. Brian, you reached out to me at the very, very beginning just to see, like, hey, man, would you ever want to write about sports or anything like that? But Shit. I had just I had just joined Twitter and I didn't really understand the concept of like talking to people that I didn't know. Yeah. So I totally blew you off. You he was a bot. <laughs> and Best then like thing a, that ever happened to you, Brian. And then Best like a year, a year Trust later, me. Christian's like, oh, I'm gonna do this heapy thing. And I was like, oh, Brian, I remember that guy. So there you go. We've come full. Brian would just happened. bring people on. So he brought Christian on, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Brian's like, oh, he's some guy on Twitter. And it, I think Chris's like at was like CCH one one four five. Yeah, I was like that's one one two five. Yeah, I was like that's too many numbers. I go, you're a bot. This is a Brian. What are you doing? And then I was like, oh, I guess this guy's on. And look, look where we are now. So that's that's a little. Oh, and my my little, story is uh, Alex. Nah, Lito we don't pick, got time for that. Pick me up as an Uber <laughs> uh, on an Uber ride. We were talking heat basketball, and he told me about the podcast, and that's and he put me in. Oh no, no, the main reason I wanted you, Frankie. 
was because he had like, the only highlight footage of Bam hitting jumpers at the time. <laughs> oh yeah, at the Miami right. Pro League. That's right. I was, when, I was trying to tell G to let me on to it. G was like, yeah, he was forever. And, Bri- and Frank and I hung out once. Multiple times. And the multiple whole time, times. The whole time we're fucking with Nikias and Toledo and Alf. Alf, all these guys. And they're all like hammering Gianni to have me on. And he's like, yeah, Alf didn't on. even work at Heat Beat at the time. Yeah. Alf was on five. Alf was wearing a five on the floor shirt. And he's like, you should bring Frankie on. Nikias <laughs> traveled to Miami, is on vacation. And he's like, yeah, Gianni, bring him on. You should. You absolutely should. Look, I did eventually. Look at that. Now but that's just who I am. I'm reluctant to change. Alf is like, hey, we should bring. Well, like Tiffany was like, that was part of the deal. But like, he's like, oh, this, 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 uh, this at great, great matter. Uh, she has good takes. We should bring her on the the pod. And I was like, I don't know who that is. And I, I was like, oh, I've argued with her on Twitter once. And then Alf's like, I'm gonna bring her on Hangover Time. And I was like, I don't really have a, I don't really have a say in, in Hangover Time. And I was like, oh wow, she's really smart. She's good. I was like, you see, that's why you should try stuff for real you though. Should- like this is nothing against any of us, but I think we can all agree. The stars of heat beat are the ladies. The ladies oh, carry us Siobhan, every 1, single 000%. night. They're, they're fantastic. Speaking Tiff carries of- me every locker room session. <laughs> Speaking of check the bot, <laughs> the Tiff bot guys on the, on the Twitch chat, Tiffany uh, Meeks has some merch. Uh, she's got her uh, little photography page. She's got she's got working on. Go support Tiffany. Her stuff Absolutely. is incredible. She's I'm yeah, it's really it. good stuff. She sent me one of her her photos signed. I'm gonna frame signed it. signed. You got an autograph Tiff merch? I didn't get shit. What are you yeah, damn Tiff? I'm still waiting on that Shaban jersey. I want that and Shabon I want that too. signed. I want it framed. Let's go. You know, maybe, maybe. By the way, shout out to Curtis's hero for gifting a tier one sub to uh, to Heat Expert, and Curtis's hero has gifted ninety nine uh, gift subs to the channel. So, what an absolute shout legend! Out that, Appreciate it. That kind of support. I, I tweeted today because uh, uh, Dos Minutos and and uh, making fun of me on the timeline about how you know he, I should pay people. We proudly pay everybody, and yes. I'm not just saying that because I'm holding problem. Frankie and Moose at gunpoint. We pay everybody except for Brian, and I'm kidding. No. Uh, so your contributions go to keeping this on, to keeping everybody, everybody works really hard on this. This takes a lot of work to maintain, um, there, everybody puts in a lot of hours and there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that you don't know. Brass does an unreal amount of work behind the scenes. Um, everybody does their own preparation work. Uh, everybody is always available for each other. If somebody gets sick or someone's not here, it's everybody jumps at once to, to kind of fill in for people. Frankie's holding up Tiff's. Uh, photography oh, that looks wonderful so check that out you can see that link in the chat um Curtis's hero says hashtag unionize heat beat uh so you know may- maybe i think it might be fun to do some if you guys are interested some more kind of uh historical heat beat stuff to kind of know like some inside stories maybe we'll do maybe that'll be some fun off-season content uh, but that was fun there is there is heat basketball to talk about is there there is they're on a win streak guys let's go they're on a win streak and i you know, we've we've talked ad nauseum about Kendrick Nunn and, and Tyler Hero and all. I, I think I think I'm a little bit done with that conversation. Um, but I do want to talk about something our good friend Leif said, who's on five on the floor. He said to me, the Heat can close this season out ten and three. And he said that and I was like, Yeah, that, that that's possible. And then I really, really thought about it. Like I like I really, really sat there and thought. And I'm gonna read to you guys the last couple games of the schedule. Tomorrow against Atlanta without Trey Young. Then 
the Bulls without Zach Levine, and then the Bulls back again without they Zach play Levine. Twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they play them twice. So two games back to back. Well, not back to back, but two games against not the back-to-back, Bulls. But they're like without yeah, Zach. Two yeah. games. The Spurs at home, the Cavs, the Hornets without Gordon Hayward and and uh, Lamelo Ball, the Mavericks, the Timberwolves, the Celtics, the Celtics, and then we're in the last three games of the season. The Sixers, the Bucks, and the Pistons. Now, the Sixers and the Bucks may be locked into a playoff spot at that point, and they might rest their players, especially in a COVID season and where home court matters a little less than ever on top of that. I think that those games might be those games might be rest games. And I I gotta be honest with you, with the way they're playing, Jimmy scared these people into being good again. It's not impossible. For them to not only, I mean, maybe they drop one of the Celtic games, uh, maybe they they drop the Mavs game, and maybe one other game, uh, but I mean, they can easily win the rest of them or, or all of them. I mean, what is? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Their longest win streak, I think, has been seven. Moose, but like, if they fucking rip through this ten and three or some shit, like, I wouldn't be surprised. So that is absolutely a possibility. I'm gonna hit you with the flip side of it. The only reason that I think that it. it won't happen is I think we're all expecting Victor Oladipo to come back now when he does I'm not so convinced that it's just going to be hit the ground running with Victor you know I think it's going to take some time for him to not only get back into like a rhythm of it but also just to get into the rhythm of our offense and our defense so will that affect the win streak if we're still riding it at that point I think it will um it does that mean that I think that Victor would cost us a game or anything. No, I just think that trying to get him back into the fold of it is everyone's going to take a little step back, you know? I, well, Victor's lineup data is interesting because it's not good. It's been bad. And I do think that they need to integrate him. I don't think that kind of him getting here the day before the playoffs is particularly good for him. Um, I think that he needs, and, and I think this soft schedule is kind of the way to do it. Right, kind of oh, you know, absolutely. You, you, yeah. So there in in a hundred, Victor Oladipo's played a hundred and eleven minutes for the Heat. Uh, they're minus eight uh, per hundred possessions, one hundred five offensive rating, one thirteen defensive rating. Um, Frankie, if he comes back, do you do you feel like that'll kind of make them stumble a little bit, or do you think that they can kind of survive those kind of growing pains? It depends on how far along back is he. Is he coming back seventy percent, eighty percent? Uh, what kind of explosiveness is he bringing? Um, I think he's shown that he can be effective uh, even without the extreme expl- athleticism, um, picking his spots. And and a lot of those growing, like those those numbers and, and uh, especially offensively, was just, you know, guys not having uh, chemistry. How many times did we see Bam come off of a pick and roll with Depot and Depot throw him a lob? Or a pass that was it was a good pass, but D- Bam just isn't used to a guard finding him. He's he's like, oh, it's not Duncan finding me on a slip, <laughs> you know? A guy actually, I had set a good screen roll, get I'm ready for a dunk, and and the guy's ready gonna throw it to me. It was just stuff like that that led to a pick six, and and stuff like that. Unfortunately, that that just comes with over time. I think um, Depot showed a lot of flashes, uh, especially especially defensively of what they could be. Um, and that and that also coincided with Ariza uh, just joining the starting lineup and still struggling hitting shots and finding his own rhythm. So I think um, 
the combination of all those guys like starting to play better. I think Depot can come in and hit the ground running better that, than he did the first time, um, especially because the other guys have kind of found their rhythm and their feel. And, you know, they've also worked so much on plugging and playing guys recently with Nunn and Goron and, and Tyler uh, that I feel like they're kind of used to to that. Is he practicing right now? Do we know if he's like even like doing any kind of drills and stuff with the team? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. You don't think I don't, so? I don't, I, don't, I don't. He didn't travel with the team. That's true. So, so I would assume that he's back, probably working with Heat staff and all that to to recuperate. Yeah. But he's not doing like five on five and stuff like that. No, no I don't oh, think no, so. No, no, no. I think we know if if he, if yeah. he was. I think we, I think we know. Brad, I want to ask you because I think sometimes when you're too deep in the trench, right? We know too much. You know, we're we're too. Uh, and I think uh, I I think when you know a little too much, I think you tend to lean more negative, or you tend to lean one way. I think you you establish biases when you're kind of you know when you're too much in the trench. You've been removed a little bit. You've been moving. You've been you've been your your career has been uh, skyrocketed. You know you've been very busy, so you've been a little removed. Yeah. You look at them and think what? Honestly, before. Before the well, really at the Timberwolves loss, I really thought this team wasn't going to make the playoffs. Oh wow! I, I really that thought bad. they were on like that kind of downward trajectory because like really the Oladipo loss to me it felt like that really hurt the team a lot. Just like losing him at that specific moment of the season, like they really needed him. I feel like now that Jimmy has kind of like lit them up under their ass, like it feels like they're, them. they're they're playing to save their season again. They know that they need all these games. They need all these wins because they one number one. They really need the seeding to make sure they they can at least get to a four or five seed, or else they have really no shot of like going much further than like the first round. I think, like, sure they might be able to beat Milwaukee if they played in like a three six matchup, but I'm not comfortable about that. Maybe in the I'm second not, round I feel they, better about it, but not in the first. They, you know, Brian, I like that you said that because I think a, a topic of conversation here a lot, especially between Siobhan and I. Have been like they don't play with edge. They play very flat. They yeah. play very eh. yeah, yeah. And I think you you touched on yeah. that. They're playing to save their season. Well, it's 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 different. Is like this team. You can see that there's certain games they they actually play up to the competition. And it's it's always like that every no, season. No, Brian, well, I'm sorry. Why are you laughing? I'm sorry. At me? No. Why what are you laughing? Analysis at me? is that you know they, you they play very meh. Like I I understand what you were saying. I mean, every, you know if you watch them, you know it's well, like it's 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 true. Like they play like a limp dick. They play like they don't okay, give a that fuck then. at sometimes. Like they seriously like just they just like barely want to be there. Like they like have these dick. games where they're just like like the Timberwolves game. What the fuck was that? Like they no, threw out these crazy. Well, I mean, I'm not sure if it was like the lineups or just like the matter of fact, like they didn't have all the players like healthy for that game. But still, like there's no excuse. What the fuck? No excuse. And that um, pissed yeah. me off because like they were up for a good part of that game, and like the second quarter, they just fucking just stopped giving a shit. And like I think that it, was one of the only games you watched during this stretch. Well, that's right? the thing is like I only watch about three games within the last month before I watched last night's game because I've, I've been <laughs> super fucking busy. So like I think the only games that I missed. That I really wanted to watch. I wanted to watch the Golden State game. I had to listen to it on the radio as I was driving back and forth, moving stuff from my apartment. Um, so I was able to listen to that game on the radio, and it sounded like they were kicking their ass. I didn't actually ever get to watch it, but that was like one game where I thought, like, okay, maybe they're coming along. And that's when Victor Oladipo obviously was playing um, at his best. And then that, I saw a part of the Laker game too, 
but I missed quite a few of them um, during that stretch and, and especially during that losing streak. So seeing them like here and there, it, you could see like how the team wasn't performing at, at, at what I thought they were supposed to be playing, especially at this point in the season. Like you, you think their growing spurts, like those growing pains are like gone by now. Like you would think they, they would figure out their offensive struggles by now. And it seemed like they had it still. They, they, they haven't even better. come yet. They haven't had a chance to go through them yet. That's yeah, what I'm saying, that thing. when he does come back, it's going to, you know, it's going to push us back a little bit. But Chat's um, saying a couple of things I like. Uh, Ace, uh, one, Ace in chat says, T-Wolves, you guys have too many numbers, you, you, you screw me. They're like speed bumps. I just got, I'm ignoring the numbers unless they're three or less. Yeah. Uh, Ace in chat says, T-Wolves game is the one that you get for Jimmy. I agree. They let him down. And I think that that's also why he got so upset. Because, like, that's the one you got to win, mm-hmm. right? Curtis's hero also donated uh, a tier one sub to Ace, and that makes 100 gifted subs for the channel. I I, I fucking shit. love you, dude. This one's Next for time Curtis Hero. There's gotta an hit event. him with a dream drop. Curtis Hero. Curtis Hero. Literally, I'm not even going to joke. Just tell me what shirt you want. We'll send you one. DM, DM the Heat Beat account. We're sending you a shirt. That is just awesome. We love you, dude. D- so DM, DM either the Heat Beat account or me, and I'll, I'll get yeah, for or, you. Yeah, or Brian, and we're going to get you a shirt. We love you, dude. Uh, oh, yeah. you're the best. So, and some of your slides and all that information. We'll get one. Yeah, for yeah. You. we'll t- we'll take care of that off air. Um, uh, I actually wanted to finish answering the question because you did tell me how they yeah. how you think they were or how I felt like they were playing. Um, in terms of like, what did you what think I, of them? Yeah, like, so yeah, you, I really did didn't think that they were going to go far for at one like specific moment, which was really the Timberwolves game. I, I to me that was more of an emotional reaction. That's I'm more of an emotional fan. If you guys haven't learned that by now, um, then <laughs> no I'll way. know what you've been listening to for the last few years. Um, but no, seriously, like right now, I feel like these last two wins blowing teams out by 20 points, that's the best we've seen them play even more than like that winning streak that we saw them play. Cause really the winning streak, I mean, they played okay competition. It wasn't like, it wasn't bad, but like, you know, it's kind of what you're expecting from that team after what they had last year. So now I feel like they could push. They definitely push for an Eastern Conference Finals run if Oladipo comes back. I feel like the, some of the pieces are finally starting to come together. I love Ariza. He's he's pretty much the best replacement they could have found for Jay Crowder. Either both in free agency and now. Like they, they seriously picked probably the perfect replacement they could have found anywhere. And I love the fit on the team. Um, Duncan's been freaking amazing just shooting the lights out again. And it's something they've been needing. I saw a stat that Cooper Moore had posted the other day where he's what back to back um 41 or 2% um seasons over eight attempts a game where yeah. he yes. basically be like the only player outside of Steph and Clay to produce those numbers in back to back years like it's insane and we were calling him trash for half the year and thinking that he's not going to get paid what he, we think he's going to get paid in the open market so i'm happy to see that he's coming around and then obviously Jimmy and Bam like and especially Bam like these last few we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Games, him actually becoming more aggressive is something that's awesome to see. And I, I really think that some of the pieces on this team are finally living up to expectations. And we haven't even talked about Tyler yet. Like freaking Tyler, this last game he just played was one of his best games, even though it was only really that one quarter. It's something we haven't seen this year on a consistent basis. And we need to see more of that. And now is the time of the season where we need them all to put it together cohesively. And I really want to see Dragic put together a couple more solid games. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball player strikes out when the bases are loaded. The best golfer sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. And the whole process is discreet and straightforward. Get Getting started is simple. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete the online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 to get $15 off your first month. Look, that's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Get to roman.com slash heatbeat21. Go get started to save $15 on your first month of treatment. So since the trade deadline, Duncan is shooting 42% from three off of dribble handoffs alone, which is just, that's an insane percentage off a handoff. That's not a wide open spot up, right? That's a, that's, that is an absurd amount. Just from the top of the key, he's hit 153 threes since the deadline. Yeah. It's crazy. It's absolutely fucking flamethrower. Well, he's got to make up has... for a whole half of the year. So, you know, fucking let's go, Duncan. How many threes <laughs> does he have for the season? I mean, he must he must be at like, I, I think he just got to 200. Yeah. He just got to 200 and like he made 100 something of them just in the last, like in this short span. So he has, um, he has 204 three-point makes. It's just an insane amount. I mean, one, f- I mean, it's, he's, he's amazing. He's, he's been absolutely incredible. Talked about it on Hangover Time, the the pocket passing, the, the the encore presence, the stuff at the rim has just been out of this world good. I mean, he has been automatic at the rim this season, and that that just that's just crazy. I mean, from the restricted area, he's shooting. I'm I'm gonna check it right now. He's shooting eighty six percent from zero to three feet. That's insane. That's that's, like that's Kelly level good, and, and, and like. He didn't have that last year, right? Like that wasn't a part of his game. He last was a year. good he did, finisher but, last no, year. He, he uh, did, he did he was, but he was good at slipping and cutting and, yeah. and curling. But at eighty six percent, I don't yeah. shoot that much really either yeah. last year. He, off the rim. If, he, if he did, it was like it wasn't as many attempts as he did this. Right, year. right. Yeah, that's fair. So I'll, I'll put it to you this way: so last season, I'm I'm, I'm trying to pull up just like the raw aggregate, just of two point attempts. Uh, he made all of last season. He made 53 two-pointers. And this season already, he has 53 two-pointers. 
He played 73 games. Pretty good. And he's at 59 yeah. this season. Uh, nice. I mean, it's almost nice. His defense has improved a lot, too. I think the stunting, you know, especially on fast breaks, like when he kind of stunts into the lane and kind of gets back out to his band, I think that's been really impressive. He's always, Frankie, he's always going to be a guy that like power wings get to pick on because mm-hmm. he's, he's not a guard and they sometimes try to put him on guards, but I think in the playoffs, he's going to have to guard bigger guys, which mostly is fine. But when it gets to like the Kawhis, the LeBrons, the PGs, I even think PG might not even like have like. I mean, the he's not going to have to face LeBron and Kawhi until the final round. No, but I mean, when those guys get put in the pick and roll, like Giannis, right? Like uh, Jason Tatum. Well, who did um, he? Who was he on in, the, in that Buck series most of the time? He was on what Wesley. But but they don't have a Jay Crowder now, and not that he's going to play the four. But you know he you know he's going to Tucker. When he gets put in pick yeah. and roll is what I'm saying. So like LeBron would have Duncan's man, which I think was KCP a lot, mm-hmm. come screen for him so he can get Duncan in a pick and roll and a switch, right? So the Bucks have done a little bit more of that this season that wasn't really a part of their offense. The Bucks are also using Giannis as a screener a lot more. That's another part of their offense that I don't really think Miami has many answers for. Um, the Bucks are switching more. That's, a, that's just a, another set of issues. They're not just exclusively a drop team which is going to change kind of how that playoff series is played. But with Duncan, he's going to get he's going to get picked on by stronger, bigger guys. And that's fine because everybody, listen, every team has a guy. I mean, look, the Lakers had KCP that Jimmy Butler was hunting and torched. I mean, the dude was fucking like Jimmy's like, "Where the fuck is that guy? I want him." And they did it to the Bucks with George Hill, and they did it to the Celtics with Kemba Walker. And they did it to the Clippers with with Pat Bev or Lou Williams. And every team has a guy that you have to play late in the game that's a good defender, but maybe not big enough. And your strong guy is going to find that dude and he's going to be like, I'm going to fucking punish you. And that's fine. Everybody has that guy. I don't think he hurts you most of the time. And to defend those kinds of wings anyway, you have to send a ton of help. And that's what the Heat are good at. They send help and they recover. So I'm not I'm not worried about that. I, I think Duncan's improvements on defense have been great. I think we got to give Nunn a little love on defense too. Not that he's like an all-world defender, Moose, but like I think on the ball, you know, he's improved a lot. I think he's still like bad in, in pick and roll. He's probably like a D minus to an F plus. Uh, but on the ball, I mean, he does a good job. Like, you know, he he, he stays in front of his man doesn't you know he's quick he uses that kind of lateral quickness he just has to figure the rest of it out i'm glad you brought him up i I don't think it's been you know a massive step forward defensively for him but what i think it is i I really think it's more of just like a confidence thing like when you see the ball dropping offensively i feel like it gives you extra juice to get back on defense and really like man up and and i just think that him being able to score the ball again is making him feel so much more comfortable out there and so much more free. And we're seeing that energy put in on the defensive side. He's averaging a steal a game and it shows it like, like the eye test shows that like he's getting his hands on passes. Uh, we, we saw early last season, he was doing a really good job on that. And then the scouting report kind of like uh, took, started taking advantage of his over aggressiveness, but he's kind of learned to pick his spots a lot better. We've seen that growth from Duncan as well. Both of them have been improved a lot more as uh, position defenders, picking their spots of when to reach, when to gamble, uh, when to stay, just stay, play good defense. Uh, now, if only Tyler could get there. I can live He's again. Chat says, 
G takes up 80% of the show. <laughs> I'm a ball hog. I want to ask you guys something. content, though, so. Ah, it's probably bad. Uh, Ace says G's the host. Let him. I mean, be we great. spent I'm like the first for t- fifteen minutes just reliving our show memories. Not G- even yeah. show Glory. memories, like <laughs> our operation memories. <laughs> Listen, it's a good time. We're gonna do some more of that in the um, office. And I think, I think what we've done is interesting. And I, I there's some stories we want to share. No, there's so many stories. And I mean, honestly, I, I really can't wait for us to get together again, like in person. Oh real, yeah. Oh, yeah. like, out. To be able to do Who's like a watch party Who's... would be fun. I, know. I haven't even been to a watch party. a month, baby? I'm in debt. Watch water heater started yeah. leaking today. It's okay, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I got my second dose already, so I'm good. Moose, I, I, this is not probably not good. Do you have a... Does your building need an insured contractor to do this, work? This is great content. I, uh, I have no idea. Okay. I, I, I can I, find I need... out for you. I'll talk to I the know, property I, manager. I was basically wondering if you had a guy who's insured that because my building needs like an insured contractor. Why don't you ask the chat? I'm sure you find a drywall specialist. Chat, if you know, yeah, I mean, you know, if you know a painter. You got an uncle. Insurance? You got an uncle that can paint. You know, you hit me up. Um, I totally, I totally derailed everything. Okay, so. Steam is your carpet cleaner. I'm hard. No, it's not. I'm hard on Kendrick Nunn. I'm very hard on him. I've Crazy. been hard on him for a long time. Crazy. <laughs> um, shocking. Honestly, did you, that's did like you the hear the hangover time the other day when I made the joke, the hard joke? Did you did you hear that one, Moose? Uh maybe. It was it was the it was the Rockets game and uh Nunn played well, and obviously we're making we horny jokes. Yes. And then Brass yes. Brass came yeah. in and I was you know, he came out and I was like, he came out. <laughs> <laughs> Tim and Siobhan were so disappointed in me. <laughs> um, I I think listen, I I we my my feelings on none are are very well documented. We don't have to get into that, so it's just tough for me to have like I, I try to have his nuance. Do you do you think I'm like unfair to his game though? Like I I want to know because like Tiff and Siobhan were like you're being unfair to him this morning, and I I was like I can see probably, but I I don't know. Like I I want Frankie. I know that you know you know, you do a lot with me. Like do you think I'm like unfair to him? I feel like on I his feel, game. I feel like you struggle to give him credit when it's when he's earned it, <laughs> and you're like, a lot easier to criticize him. Yeah, okay. it, it's fair. Easiest to criticize him. He can miss his open shots, but when he hits him, he's ah, that's his job. That's his job. It's like no, I don't say that. So, I was like, no, he'll, you, he'll miss the next one. No, you literally said somebody. Somebody's got to hit shots. So we're a bad team. Somebody's got to hit yeah. shots. Yeah, 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 like come on, if nobody's hitting shots right now. Somebody finally does, and you're not going to give the guy credit. Like come on. Um. I, I I was accused on Twitter of being uh, more nuanced with Tyler than with than with Kendrick. Then again, you yeah. also hate Tyler too, so it's not even like much of a difference. Yeah, chat says I'm unfair to none, and they say preach Frankie. I will say this with my thing with none. Yeah, uh, G is hard on none, but loves Kelly and Duncan. Raising Duncan's it. good. Duncan's a much better basketball player than, than Kendrick Nunn. That's yeah, not like is. that's like there's no argument to be made on the other side. Um, yeah, I I I, I I'm not a fan of his game. I, I once called him the Hassan Whiteside of guards. I do. It's 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 always been complicated for me. It's always been difficult for me because it is our job to evaluate the game. I do have feelings about him for for what he's done in the past. I I do think that I try to give him credit where it's due. I am hard on him. I know that. I I I just don't. I try to be nuanced, but it's difficult, and I'm being transparent. He's with just you. not I'm a fan of his game. I mean, that, I know, that's that's different be- than like not not liking none the person, but like. His I mean, I don't know none like, the person. I don't. I don't. I don't like none that's done things that we don't have to talk about again. But yeah, 
Um, chat's also mad at me. There's like nobody should ever be compared to Sun. No, I just yeah. I mainly want to be transparent because guys on Twitter have come at me and they're like, so I had a tweet about Tyler about kind of the circumstances that that surrounded Hero and how I'm I'm trying to somebody asked me like, do you think Hero's just a mirage last year? And I said, second year small guard with no offseason, role consistency or summer league playing in a pressure situation during a COVID season. We shouldn't be making any sweeping assumptions about Hero. He needs to be better for sure. But some of his warts are concerning, but he is a good NBA player. Yeah. And somebody told me, it's like, well, you never extend. None has gone through the same things. And you don't extend him that. And I was like, that, that's true. I can't argue with that. Like, I, I think I've been very critical of Tyler as well. I, I very publicly wanted to trade him and I lashed out when they didn't because uh, I wanted Kyle Lowry here really badly. God. Uh, but I, I do, you know, you it's got- just the nothing's always weird with, with me and the pod and everything. And I, I just wanted to talk about it a little bit and be kind of transparent because guys, guys that aren't in the chat when fucking gianni goes on a whiny rant are in, in our fucking chats it's oh bad right it, the, automatic the fucking, mute the lowry <laughs> chat fucking when they couldn't get lowry because of because of tyler and stuff oh, oh. my did, did you ever say that did you ever say that on the pod did you guys talk about that because i want to bring it up if you guys haven't i don't what know if we talked about if we the, talked about when, uh, when the we made the old trade Oh yeah, oh, you yeah, know I I I yeah, like we, we made two weeks worth of content on it. Yeah, yeah, no, we were making fun of me for days, baby. Still, because okay. yeah, like G G basically hated a trade at first. I hated. And we it. had to talk him down, but I mean, I figured out why. It's because he really wanted Lowry that bad, and yeah, and there was also a mixture of better things, personal wise. But um, like seriously, G- like no. I really think that like you have a tendency to like really love somebody and then like absolutely hate them at the same time so you need to like find who? a balance in between there and i don't know how you're gonna do that but you need to find it somehow like, I, I, well like i've always said it's like i i'm more measured on the pod than i am and like I'll, I'll air it out in the group chat i'll get it I'll, I'll tweet through it yeah and then on the pod i will be i'll be good right like i i think i've been good on the pod about that well, i don't be more know more emotional than me that's gianni, the thing gianni said on the on in the group chat that we lost the trade the trade deadline he did. <laughs> I did. I did say that. I he did was, say that. He was the only fucking person to say. I that. was so mad at them. I was like, because I was also mad at that they couldn't get the fucking pick out of Sam Presti. I was mad. I was so mad at Sam Presti. I, just I was mad at the, Sam Presti for doing his job. I yeah. love the way that it went down in our chat though, because literally every single person in our chat is saying like, "Wow, great celebration, trade. awesome." I love it. I love happy. it. happy. And then the next thing we see is G. I hate it. We're worst team. <laughs> I did say that. I yeah, you did say that. He did we're worse today than we were G has like these terrible tastes because he's just like I don't know. I was I was emotional, but I, I see I didn't say that on the pod or I didn't no. say that publicly. No, no, that's why I said that. that someone asked, "Did you ever say on the pod?" I guess you did. I no, said I said it. that privately in a way that I was lashing out because they could. Yeah, like you know, people try to say I'm emotional. I think on the pod I'm more measured. Uh, but yeah, that was a day that I was just like not. I was not happy. I wanted Kyle. I wanted Is Kyle. Is he even and they playing though? Kyle. I haven't watched the Raptors. He's Is he uh, playing they're, now. They're, What's he doing? They're fading for Cade. They're fading for Cade. He played the other day. And that's Doctor Lowry. Why didn't they buy him out? Um. Why would they buy him out? Because they didn't trade him, and he wants well, to probably play for for at least a playoff team. I would he's, assume he's fine. He's he's happy. He's enjoying Tampa. He could have yeah, two rings by now, but no, he's only gonna have one. He's happy. And, and that's a lot of money to buy out, and I don't think he wanted to give back anything. That's, he'll he'll be somewhere else. I, you know, I I don't think it it's must, out must of the be room. nice to have a really bad GM. Besides, <laughs> good. He might stay. I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I mean, remember that he traded Goron, and then uh, the Heat 
literally traded Goron, and then they re-signed him in the offseason. So, I mean, you know, you, you never know. Why would you want Kyle Lowry back at 36 years old? Um, I, I think they're going to be good next year. I think that they this year was kind of right, weird for enough them. Enough Raptors talk. Enough Raptors talk. Um, yeah, so... That that's that's my that's my nun spiel. That's my that's that's uh the behind the curtain in the heapy group chat. There are takes a fight. I read so last pod when Alex Alex uh was on, I, I read my text messages to him. Cause I my those texts are bad. I careen from left to right from yeah. bad. it's bad. And Frank and you guys in the heapy chat don't even get the worst of it. Right? Whatever you get is like a, a degree removed from the worst of it. Alex gets the worst of it. I love it because I was like a month away from you guys, so it feels nice to not actually have to be there for most of it. Yeah, you don't have to deal with me. You're refreshed. No, you feel I don't. Good. And I love that you don't ever text me anymore, so it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, well, I you're feel- busy, so I don't want to bother you. Like he, the I, one time I texted Brian, I, I feel was that a, was that a slight was that was that <laughs> passive aggressive? The one time you texted me, you asked for a picture of Nikias. <laughs> I did. I asked for the Nikias pain meme. Let's go through my text with Brian. Everybody loves this kind of content. As this feels like a very old school heapy choice. This is very all over the place. I like I it. I think the people would rather listen to a special stream beat Oscars episode. All right. You know what, Moose? I actually thought of something. I don't know if you want to do it for hangover time or here, but there was a episode that I'm not sure if you guys listened to it, but Duncan did an episode of Bam. I was listening to it today in prep for the show. And at the end, they were asking him like certain questions. And I didn't realize that Bam apparently likes to sleep with the TV on. Interesting. Okay. And so there's certain shows that he actually like falls asleep to. One of them was Boondocks, and the other one was Family Matters. So my question to you guys is, what shows do you listen or watch when you fall asleep? Oh, okay. Uh, I can go first I was, here. I was wondering how that was going to tie into Hangover Time, but uh, okay, we we got it. Uh, well, I mean, you know, Moose at the movies, but I don't know Moose. Moose, Moose at the movies, Moose, yeah. Moose falls asleep to TV. I don't know if that works. <laughs> Something like that. I like okay. to um. Lately, I've been um. So I watch a lot of anime, as everybody knows. I, I like you know today. the last thing I watched to be like an yashike. That's a, a yashike is a genre of like healing. It's like a they call it like a healing genre. It's a very they're what very the relaxing. Fuck is a shows. healing genre? It's like um. If anybody has seen the show Yudu Camp, no, nobody. Is. Nobody. Okay, Yudu Camp's it's about camping. It's about it's about these. Could just said a camping camp. anime. Okay. Yeah, or Aria. Aria is a really popular one. I'm watching one now. So, it's called Super Cub. It's so, about, like, is it like a relaxing anime just because they're like doing just basic nature things? Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, there, there's the the Super Cub I'm watching right now. It's about a girl that has a motorcycle, and and it's just like her kind of relationship with like kind of riding and stuff. It's very soothing. Very sounds re- like very the perfect relaxing. thing to fall asleep to. No, it's not. It's not boring, but it's, it it makes me feel good before bed. It's like I feel relaxed. I feel healed. I want like a nice hot cup of tea. It's nice. I like that. So yeah, I fell asleep to South Park recently. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.